When you understand your numbers, then the business strategy, messaging, branding, and visibility that you need to grow your business fall into place. Welcome to the Bizology Soundbites podcast, directing you to your business treasure map through the power of numerology. Here is your host, Joe Soli. Welcome to episode number 77 of the Bizology Soundbites podcast, How to Live Slow with Rochelle Glendon. Rochelle Glendon is a slow living coach and host of the podcast, How to Live Slow. After years working in a very masculine way, working in food logistics and starting a trades business with her husband, she was on a one-way track to burnout. And that was before adding kids to the mix. Rochelle retrained as a life coach and matriescence facilitator and now supports women the world over to slow down and tap back into their seasonal nature with her unique take on coaching. Along with almost 100 episodes of her own podcast, she has appeared as a guest on over 30 others so far and taught masterclasses on slow living for mums, entrepreneurs, virtual assistants and a whole range of other groups of people, proving it really is something all of us could benefit from. So welcome, Rochelle. How are you? I'm so well, thank you, Joe. How are you? Yeah, great, thank you. Really lovely to speak with you today and exciting to talk all things about how to live slow, which is a subject that I'm sure a lot of people could benefit from. First of all, without any further ado, we know the drill. We have to say that Rochelle is working with the Live Path number 11, which is quite rare when you're born into the 19 and and that is the spiritual teacher. She's born on the 21st, so her approach to all things inspirational and spiritual is three, which is to communicate, hence 100 episodes of her own podcast. And she's in the personal year 11, which is um, a very intense year, but most people freak out in an 11 year. Rochelle won't because she is a life path 11, so she's literally in her element. 11 is about all things spiritual, source, God, divine. It's very inspirational, but one thing, with 11 is she's before her time so how to live slow might feel a bit before her time which we're gonna unpack everything today because 11 see things quickly so um today we're going to talk about what slow living is and how to slow down in a manageable way we're going to talk about the four seasons of nature and um like you said just as numerology is working its magic with us whether we're aware of it or not so are the seasons so let's learn to work with them and get the most benefit so before we jump into all things slow living please can you just share a little bit about your story and I touched on it a little bit in the bio but how you came to the wonderful world of slow living how you started to introduce it into your life and other people's yeah it's a it's like any life journey isn't it it's always got huge 
number of little background pieces that come into play. But it all really started for me, um, and thank you for the beautiful introduction, that's amazing. (laughs) It all really started for me when I lived with my parents on a farm and then when I finished high school, I moved to the city to go to university. You know, when I was a teenager, when I was 18, we didn't have mobile phones yet or anything like that. So I got a phone when I first left home. So there's no social media. So, you know, on the weekend, we would go home to the farm after school and literally that would be it until Monday. And then, you know, a huge contrast from that to moving to the city and just being on um, all the time and available all the time. And I think my nervous system. Sorry, when you say the city, you meet Brisbane, don't you? Yeah, I moved to Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> I should have said, but Rochelle's based in Australia. So, yeah, okay. I am based in Australia. Yes. Yeah. So I actually got straight to the heart of the slow living piece and not so much about my own story, but you can probably <laughs> tell by my very thick Aussie accent that I'm a country girl <laughs> originally. <laughs> but yes, I'm in Brisbane, Australia. And yeah, I mean, at first, like obviously in your 20s, you really thrive, don't you, with that busyness and that hectic pace and the going out every night of the weekend and then, you know, back just getting up to go to work the next day. But I think I hit my satin return kind of age, like 27, yeah. 28. And yeah. you know, my husband and I were moving in together, talking about getting married and having kids. And we had our business, um, you know, it was just so much. And I just knew like my sensitivity, like my nervous system just couldn't cope mm-hmm. um, with trying to work full-time. I was studying full-time. We had our business. And then we're talking about getting married and going overseas and, and let's have kids and how on earth, how on earth am I going to do all of that? That uh, I just went, it's not possible. And I really believed for so long that it wasn't possible. And then I discovered minimalism and, um, you know, mi- minimalism before the life change, the magic of tidying up or whatever, yeah, you know, that yeah. book came out. Where it Marie really, Kondo, really, yeah. Yeah, Marie Kondoing. Um, where minimalism was really about like reducing your stuff, not to just throw it away and buy new stuff, which I feel it kind of minimalism has headed towards. It's just another version of consumerism. Then I discovered, you know, minimalism before that was, I felt was a little bit more about the lifestyle of what you can do when you don't, you know, engage in consumerism. You've got so much more ability to make decisions and do more things with your money, you know, experiences over things and then because this was all masculine you know minimalism still very masculine energy and then I discovered this wonderful lady called Brooke McCallery who you've possibly heard of if you've interested in slow living um and and then she was sharing she's got a pod an amazing podcast and a couple of books slow your home and she shared that slow living which is the feminine version of I guess minimalism which is all about how it how it feels in your body she used the principles of slow living to heal from her postnatal depression. And then that's when I was like, oh, so I can do slow living so that I can have a family in the way that I would want to do that. And that's where that sort of journey started from. And I I guess, I mean, I'm very lucky to have a partner who's on board with all of the slow <laughs> pace of life sort of stuff. Um, and he manages the faster pace much better than me. And that's where I think that women and men are so much different and we sort of use our masculine and feminine energy really well in that way. Yeah, so we've created this pretty great life and I just I knew that 
I'd already trained as a life coach um, during my Saturn return, knowing that I wanted to help people, but realizing that it wasn't quite the right thing. And I knew I had to go through more things of my own, including my own matrescence and motherhood journey. And now we're on the other side of that. My, yep, my oldest son is seven. So I'm at the end of that, you know, that first cycle. And just knowing that uh, helping mums and, and women actually connect with that slower pace of life is just where it's at for me. Yeah. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous. So before we, I've got a few questions I want to really get stuck in and asked you, but could you just explain a couple of things? So matrescence is the transformation of motherhood. So can you explain a little bit about that? Because I hadn't heard of that. So maybe if you could just explain that a little bit. Yeah, so matrescence is a word that encompasses a whole lot of research with uh, Dr. Aurelie Athen, uh, and there's there's a few other women involved in it. Um, but it's a a anthropological term similar to adolescence. When a child goes through adolescence, they become an adult. When a woman goes matrescence, they become a mo- is when they become a mother. So it's all the ways okay. that you change. Yeah, as a woman, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially you know, the way the world sees you, you know, when you're, you yeah. think about yourself as a maiden, now you're a mother, marketing's different, all of it. Okay, yeah, like then you go into the crone energy. All right, cool. And then you mentioned Saturn return a couple of times. So I was 29 when I went into mine because it depends, doesn't it, on um, when you're born and your star sign. But can you just talk a little bit about the Saturn return? From memory, it's where Saturn is in the sky when you're born. It mm-hmm. takes around about 28 years to return back to that spot. So it's the return of Saturn into that location. And there's the quarter return, yeah. so you 7, 14, 21 as well. And, the, and then you work on, don't you, the things that Saturn brings up at that time. It happens again, obviously, when you're in your 50s and again in your 70s. So you might say that that's a midlife crisis and then, you know, major life changes. And that's exactly what happened for me. I know you sort of question, okay, am I on the right path? And, And I think a lot of people, and I, you know, for those who aren't into astrology, I think it's just approaching that cutoff of 30 you start to think, okay, yeah, well, yeah. What, what is my life, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is like you say, major life changes. And then when you go from your 20s into your 30s, there's Chiron return that I'm going into at the moment. Uh, that's kind of going off topic. But it's, yes. <laughs> it is a change anyway. So you were going through this big change and then you kind of came across this slow living, which you're saying is more feminine than the masculine of minimalism so yeah I definitely believe what you say about minimalism is another way for consumerism just to buy new stuff (laughs) okay so you believe hustling to get ahead only pushes the life you desire further away so the first thing you do with your clients is to focus on learning to rest so do you want to talk to this piece a little bit because um you now live the slow life in Brisbane. You've got uh, your hubby and two gorgeous boys. But after discovering the magic of a slow place of life, this is your dream, right? This is what you do to encourage more women to do the same. So before we unpack the slow living and the seasonal piece, um, can you just explain a little bit about how hustling only pushes the life you desire further away because I think this is very 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 important 
Yeah, it is really important. It's kind of connected to that consumerism piece, isn't it? Like in this world that we're in, in capitalist society where we're all so focused on our productivity and, you know, we learn this idea culturally that our value and our worth as a human is based on how productive we can be and how much money we earn and our job title is who we are, all of that. Um, nothing wrong with, you know, enjoying your work, of course, but there are so much there is so much more to each of us than I think than just what we do. Like if you took away your job title, how would you get your worth? And often what we're doing when we, you know, hustling is the the idea that we have to work really hard to be deserving of the thing we want. And mm. when you're doing that and you're working towards some finish line, like a hustle, you know, towards I want to get a million dollars or I want to do this or I want to do that. You know, I've seen it in um, so many people that line always moves further away. You never really learn to, and that's why I say it's important to rest because we never really get to that line and say, okay, I made it. That's enough. I've done it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to sit here in this and really enjoy it, you know, and that's where um, rest, this whole idea of being um, that, you know, pr- that productivity and that hustle culture, we don't rest because slowing down and stopping you know we get a bit itchy even just to sit down and read a book for 10 minutes it's like a you know we get uncomfortable because we don't know how to do it because we're supposed to be productive we're supposed to be doing all the time um Mm. and getting really comfortable with rest but recognizing that rest doesn't have to be sleep it doesn't have to be just naps it's it's anything that restores you back to balance Mm. um you know, and it does feel uncomfortable because we're so addicted to hustling and so addicted to being productive and doing, particularly women, this is how we get our identity, we're doing things for others. Mm-hmm. But stopping for a moment is like coming down off an addictive substance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's triggering, isn't it? Yeah, and it, and exactly it is, it's triggering, yeah. and But it's really important to learn to recognize that and to learn how to still rest. Otherwise, because ultimately what are you hustling for? Because that mm-hmm. life is available now in a lot of ways, isn't it? We hustle so that we can get enough money so we'll feel comfortable to rest. So why not just feel comfortable to rest? Or why not feel comfortable to, you know, take Fridays off now? That sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's really interesting. One of my goals was DWF, don't work Friday. I don't know why I made an <laughs> anagram of it. I love um, <laughs> but I'm doing that a lot more now, especially the afternoon. So that, yeah, that's interesting. So can I still probe a little bit deeper here? So you've spoken about we are wired and trained and it's this push, push, push to achieve, achieve. But why I still want to get to the, like, nub of it why does it push it further away because we're in the energy of hustle 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 because you're you've set this idea that you have to get somewhere and okay. if you you know if you set your intention that you already are there you already right. are deserving of okay. rest you already are deserving of the things that you want then you can almost be in it now and add to that rather than constantly setting the bar and never getting to the bar because we, you know, it's always jump higher, which is push pushing. 
Yeah, so say if somebody um, has got, like in their business, they want to create a course, but then you're prescribing maybe rest, but they're not creating the course. So how does the rest help them create the course? I know I'm playing devil's advocate a bit, but I'm just interested in in your take. Yeah, well, for me, I think that rest, like I said before, rest doesn't necessarily mean taking naps and doing nothing. It could actually be just taking a break, like especially if you're creating something like a course. So often you sit down to do that creative work and your brain goes blank and you just don't feel like it. You start procrastinating. You're not actually doing. But how can you take some time away to get that creative energy happening? Like I don't know about you, but my creative thoughts happen when I'm out walking or having a shower or mowing the lawn. Yeah, exactly. you know, and tapping into that creative energy by taking a break. I see, I see. Yeah, okay. So it's not consciously not doing it. It's just still having it on the list, but pulling back a little bit to, oh, yeah, my best ideas come when I'm on holiday or in the shower or walking or, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. And also I think as well um, slowing down the timelines because I know for many of us who go, I'm going to create a course, it's like, all right, I'm going to set my time, I'm going to create it within the next four weeks. <laughs> yeah. But let's be realistic about, you know, is that actually going to happen and are you going to disappoint yourself because you get to the four-week mark and it's not done? Or can you be yeah. a bit more realistic and say, all right, I'm going to give myself three, three months and actually meet those goals by slowing down and, and, you know, doing it and taking it chunk by chunk. You've got to really build up your muscle of self-belief and self-trust to do that. Um, okay. But, you know, um, yeah, that's where the seasonal and cyclical side of things can really come into its own. And because also on the to-do list there might be the book, the course, uh, mm-hmm. the masterclass, the membership, um, yep. the academy whatever so then nothing gets done correctly or properly or yeah. because it's all in fear really isn't it because it's next 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 so then it's not yeah. given space it's not given time we talk about that in regards to nature in a minute but it's a little bit out of fear comparatonitis and because you think you should be doing all yeah. these things yeah, yeah, that's right. And so then what do you get when you're doing the shoulds and you're trying to create all these different things all at once and it's not really you're spinning your wheels and you're not really making traction because you're not allowing yourself to focus on one thing at a time and doing it, like you said, well, which is a really deep part of the slow living movement is about making the most of your time. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So we're going to talk about the cycles in a moment which as you know numerology is nine year cycles um but we'll talk about nature as a cycle um mm-hmm. in a moment because we know the day you plant the seed isn't the day you eat the fruit it takes right. time the acorn doesn't turn into an oak tree overnight right so mm-hmm. um we have spoken a bit about what is the living and why it's important especially for women is there anything else you want to add to to that piece before we speak about seasons 
Well, I mean, there's a linking piece there and I say it's especially important for women because I think what we do is we try to live in a man's world and we try to make ourselves productive in the way that a man is. You know, men operate on that 24-hour solar cycle. So they're, they're almost a bit, not saying all men are, you know, full of energy all the time. We've all got our lifestyle factors. But if you think about their energy cycles happen on a 24-hour cycle. Well, that's interesting. A- I haven't heard that before. So can you explain yeah. that? So that's from a hormonal point of view. So their testosterone okay. and, every, you know, all of their hormones fluctuate differently to ours. Ours fluctuate on a 28-day roughly cycle, which is, you okay. know, our periods and you know, there's four distinct phases of our periods, which a lot oh, of people yeah. don't actually know. But so we have different energy from day to day, not just within a day, as well. So there, and there are the right times to do things based on you know, and and that's where I'm at the moment. I do my business planning and my life planning around my cycle, so that I know when's the time to be creative, when's the time to be social, when's the time to finish things, when's the time to have meetings. And I plan it out that way. Um, and it's, it means that, I, I've, you know, that's where I love it because you're not comparing yourself to men anymore. You're seeing that your value as a woman is unique and you can still be productive and still achieve great things in a completely different way. I think that that's the, that's the key, I think, for so many women who are experiencing burnout now. And burnout is particularly prevalent in women um, because we try to work to the man's cycle and it it doesn't work we don't allow ourselves to rest (laughs) the way we need to okay yeah I totally know what you're talking about loads of my clients will come to me and say I'm on my moon time can we rearrange our meeting or can I can I do it this week or can we speak then so yeah definitely but it's very interesting to look at it that it's very different for a man so that's really um interesting so slow living with covered so it's about being more intentional it's slowing down is there anything else you want to talk about what slow living is from a business point of view so it's not like rushing it's not doing everything yesterday it's being more deliberate and more intentional is there anything else that comes into it before we talk about the cycles The one thing that I would add with slow living as it relates to business is um, there's a difference between being consistent and being constant. Yeah. So especially as online business owners, you know, where we feel like we have to always be posting every day on social media, we need to be available and constantly accessible, and that's actually not the case. Um, it can f- and as soon as you feel yourself getting caught on that over, that cycle of overwhelm of I haven't posted today or, you know, oh, that sort of, you know, I'm going to miss the boat, then that's when you're not going to have the success and that's that piece going back to you're pushing that success and that and that life you want away because you're not actually responding to what's important to you. You're responding to like market forces or social media forces in that sense. So why do you say you're not going to have the success because you're making it outside of you? Exactly. Yeah. When you're responding to what you think you should be doing rather than what feels actually good. Okay. um, Yeah. And responding to that fear of missing out or that sense of overwhelm, like I've got to be creating or pushing content out. Yeah. Because that comes from the energy of fear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So when we to when we're recording this podcast, it won't go out for a few weeks. But the Queen passed away on Thursday. Um, it's a few days ago. It's now Monday. 
And uh, people are being mindful, aren't they, about what content they're putting mm. out. That yeah. they're not really doing the promo piece. They might do a few more kind of value add pieces or posting, but not really promo. They've pulled it back a little bit. Personally, I stopped promoting completely. It was a personal choice for the Thursday night, Friday in the weekend. And then today I've gone back a bit gently, um, but it's all a personal choice. So, But what people are doing is being more mindful. So that's just an example. The radio is playing more mindful tunes, right? It's not so some of the more high energy kind of programs over the weekend were pulled. It's softer. It's more mindful. So this is what this is a quite a good analogy in a way, not that we have to stop our social media all the time, but it's just being about a bit more deliberate and intentional and mindful about what you post. Would you say that's quite a good analogy? Yeah, that's a really great example of it, yeah. And and just, you know, posting when it feels right for you and the kind of content that feels comfortable for you, you know. I think consistency, like you said, is important, like not posting once and then nothing for three months, like (laughs) people who forget. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But uh, like you say, it doesn't have to be constant 24-7. I'm just interrupting this broadcast very quickly to let you know about all the fabulous free resources you can get at joesoli.com. I have a free masterclass where I explain what numerology is and isn't, what bizology is and how it can help you in business. We look at what the life path number is and I show you how you can work yours out and what this means for your business success. Let me know what your life path number is and what you thought of the masterclass. So... Nature works in cycles and she ebbs and she flows and she grows and she hibernates and she then blooms again and we can too. So why would you say it's important to take a seasonal or a cyclical approach to work and life? Well, I mean, I think because it's happening to you whether you work with it or not. So you may as well and like we say, get the most benefit out of it because, you know, Time and again with my clients when I when I speak with them and you sort of start to live a bit more seasonally and implement a little bit of a, a seasonal approach, they realise that actually, oh, right, yeah, no, it's winter and I do actually feel like resting more and, yeah, I do feel like saying no a bit more often and then, we're you know, in Australia here it's just starting to spring is starting to poke its little head. We've had a few warmer days and, and that's that surge of energy that you get and you get a bigger surge of energy when you rest. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, that's um, that's interesting and also, like, with relation, not just the year but the nine-year cycle. So you're in an 11-year, you know, you're in a spiritual mm-hmm. year, I'm in a five-year. It's a year for changing things up. So, um, so then... Spring is quite a good time to seed, isn't it? To seed the new into your business because that is when the daffodils in the UK, you know, the lambs, the spring flowers, things are growing. So we are just going into autumn. You're just going into spring. So I'd say that spring was quite a good season to 
um, seed, you know, and start start new things. Yeah, that's right. So spring is, yeah, like you said, all about um, planting seeds, setting in, well, metaphorical intentions um, and also making plans. Yeah. But it's also a really gentle time. We don't want to go too hard and too like, you know, or we'll, you know, if you if a plant kind of grows too fast, it doesn't thrive. You know, we want to take our time and amp up the energy slowly and not overcommit too early on. So we just need to um, think about, you know, what is the capacity? How am I going to continue this growth phase right throughout to the end of autumn? So by, you know, being really realistic with our time. And just because it doesn't grow straight away, it doesn't mean that it's not going to grow at all. Just give it some water, give it some sunlight, give it some energy. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. (laughs) So then in the summer is quite a good time, isn't it, for whatever you've planted in the spring to then grow? Yes. And so actually in my kind of methodology, I talk about this being the being more present time. So a lot of us, this is, you know, summer is um, your, it's related to ovulation. So I find a lot of my clients find at this point, they can't really focus on work so much. They feel easily, more easily distracted. Mm. They just want to get outside or they want to hang out. You know, they feel called to be a bit more social. So actually from a business point of view, this is a really great time in your summer energy, like your ovulation time, if you're thinking about your period cycle, is a good time to have meetings and appointments or record videos or podcasts or those sorts of things where you're with people because you put out so much more like engaging energy. And it's really hard to do admin tasks and and banking tasks and things then. Okay, so it's like more retreats or networking or events. Yeah, that's right. And if you think about it from a nature point of view, that's when the flowers are blooming and they're attracting all the bees. Yeah, yeah, love that. It can be a quieter time because people are away, but also, yeah, like a good connection time. So autumn is a good time to let go, all the leaves releasing, they're leaving their losing their trees. We've got those beautiful autumnal colours. In your methodology, what's autumn good for? So autumn is the time to finish up things. So a lot of us um, think of like this would be when you're experiencing like PMS, mm-hmm. you know, we call PMS, like this is when I'm really cranky. Um, but that's a really good, you know, this I think of it like it's when you're least likely to be able to manage the things that are going wrong or the things you don't really want in your life. You know, they annoy you all of the time. Um, but this is when you really can't cope with it. So instead of seeing it as, oh, this is the time when I'm just really sensitive, this is the time when you get the best information about what to change, Mm. you know, so then you, you know, and then also finishing things off so that you can enter into that resting phase knowing that you've got this, you know, you can go into your liminal space, you can head into winter, fully rest, fully let the new desires land and so you know what to plant in the coming spring. So this is a really good time for finishing off projects, um, doing your writing. Sometimes you can be really creative in this time as well. Yeah, Cool. And also it's um, a good time as well, isn't it? You know, you kind of intuitively know for a while that something has to end, but it's not perfect time-space yeah. sequence and you can't get your head around it because not all endings are easy and it means kind of changing things up or really um, stopping something or 
uh, membership or something coming to an end. But this is a good time, isn't it? Kind of that back to school energy, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. So then winter is all about hibernation. This doesn't mean we're yes. going to stop our business completely, but it's more no. about letting those real big ideas land, isn't it? Yes, it is about that. And it's about really getting really clear on your priorities. Like, so understanding what's got to go, doing those little, like that more of that. I find it a really creative time for me. This is my creative time. So if I think, or I want to write a book or I want to create a course, this winter time is a really good time to spend time doing that. Winter as in nature winter, but also when you're, you know, on your bleed Mm -hmm. part of your cycle, Mm -hmm. if you're thinking of it from that point of view. Yeah, so it's not like you're ne- not going to do things during this part of your cycle yeah. or during winter. It's you go on the go slow and you just do the the bare, you know, the the basics to get your business flowing. But you also, yeah, you take that time to let new ideas land um, and make you know a, a few adjustments. It's also there's like the flip side, right? So we can see that all right, winter is a time to do less, but what is it? What's the opposite of that? I know you always say you are the negative of your numbers. Mm-hmm. Like what's the opposite of that? That's the opposite of that winter slow down and taking that intentional time to rest would be when you've got a really unclear direction and you're really busy and you're just saying yes to every opportunity that comes your way without intention or you're just saying you know, yes because someone asked you because you've got no reason not to, mm-hmm. you know, because you haven't got those clear priorities or those pl- clear ideas for your business or for your life or whatever it is that you're thinking about and when you un- when you don't have that clear direction or that clear you know thought in your mind of of what you are actually trying to achieve that's it keeps you busy and it keeps you people pleasing and it keeps you seeking external validation and it keeps you frustrated and it keeps that inner critic high so there's always the the positive and the negative so what we're not saying is only in the springtime work on the business it's just there's better times and easier times to do things through the energies and this would actually fit very nicely with the nine-year cycle well one year is a go 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 a five-year is midpoint a nine-year is endings but then you could work within the energy of whenever your birthday is in the year whenever it starts you can still use these seasons yeah, if you think about the planets, like the sun spins, so that's one sort of cycle. Yeah. Then the earth spins and it spins on its axis around the sun so that you, you can kind of see that all these things work together. Yeah, yeah. The cosmic tumblers all aligning. Yes, exactly, yeah. So thank you for explaining about that, the four seasons of slow methodology, and I'm sure that Rachel shares a lot more over on her channels. So big, big, big question why is the myth of balance a myth? <laughs> well, I know, I mean, how often have you heard balance, like finding balance is a myth? It's not possible to have balance. And I just don't think that that's true. I think that, you know, our bodies, there's a word for balance in our body. We need, our bodies are always seeking to return to balance. It's called homeostasis. And I think that that is, you know, that in itself shows exactly what I mean by this. Like there is a midpoint, like, yes, okay, at one point you're going to be focused on one thing more and it's always going to swing back to the middle. Like sometimes in your life you're going to have to focus on something that's going on with the kids 
and then that finishes, you know, and it's not about, you know, trying to figure out the perfect balance of how to structure your day. So you're spending 10% of your time on this and 10% of your time on that and, or you know, balancing it out that way. Trying to do that is only going to, you know, again, lead to burnout. It's trusting that your life will fall into balance when you focus on the things that are actually important and you allow time to the things that, you know, need you. Um, I like the analogy of, you know, a, a lot of mums talk about the idea of um, juggling all the balls. Mm-hmm. So you've probably heard, you know, if you've got lots of balls to juggle, um, which ones are made of glass and only catch those. But okay. in my mind, if you're trying to catch glass balls, you're still juggling, it still makes you a clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is about putting the balls down and thinking of yourself as opening up an umbrella, like in your energy protects you. This is what your life is and you're underneath this umbrella and no matter what storms come your way you've got that sense of protection because you've got your boundaries in place and you know what can fit under your umbrella when you've got clear priorities you know what to say no to and you know why you're saying no to it so it's much much easier to keep your life in balance okay Um, so i love that so instead of taking things out you're starting on a clean sheet and then putting things in. Yeah, and that's where that seasonal, the seasons of slow comes into play. So you get really clear of, well, what is it that I, I want? And I think a lot of us being in this, you know, we're good, we play the good girl role, a lot of us aren't really clear what we want and mm-hmm. we don't allow ourselves to have our life as we desire it. Yeah. It's like what we should do and all of that, you know, all of the shoulds and all of the other things that other people say that we should be doing or all the things we need to do for other people. Um, But this is about reconnecting to what do we desire and letting ourselves have that. Like how do I feel? What do I feel like doing? What do I feel like having? What do I feel like eating? Mm. And many of us don't actually just eat based on what we feel like eating because we don't trust ourselves. Mm. Um, So there's so much that's connected with that. And stripping it back, like what do you want your business to look like, feel like, how many hours do you want to work, how much money do you want to bring in? People don't forget to ask themselves those questions on a regular basis because they're too busy looking at what other people are creating in the world. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And then, and also in line with your numbers, because we're here to learn, we're here to do a job, and your numbers show you what job you're here to do, whereas yours is the inspirational piece which you've done loads of that with me today thank you very much so as we start to wrap up what like takeaway would you love to leave the listeners with today oh so many and the one thing that I was going to say as we were um finishing when you were just saying that was um look it's interesting because the conversation we've had today if you had have asked me these same exact questions and I was in a different phase of my cycle, I'd probably give you totally different answers. Okay. So where I'm going with that is that as women, we are we try so hard to be the same every day, but we aren't going to yeah, be the same yeah. every day. And I think it's really beautiful to embrace our differences and our energy levels fluctuating and our moods, you know, and the way we see the world and whether sometimes we're more introverted and sometimes we're extroverted. Like, we can't we don't need to be the exact same all the time and in fact I think that's a really special thing um and that's kind of that seasonal approach um and so you're not going mad 
and your moods and your fluctuating energy doesn't make you, you know, work with it. Mm. So on the days where you feel like, you know, exercising a certain way, you know, listen to that. And sometimes if you don't feel like exercising, don't, you know, you can use it in so many ways. Um, Yeah, so I think this is really about self-acceptance and letting yourself be who you are on any given day, not making yourself wrong. And something important to say here is some of my listeners and myself are post-menopause, so we're not actually bleeding anymore, but we still go through cycles, so it's quite important to maybe honour those, note them down and work with those. Yes, and for those women who are postmenopausal or have had a hysterectomy or, or, or anything, um, for any reason are not, you know, maybe bleeding or having a cycle, you can use the moon mm-hmm. to do this same cycle and use the, na- and use the seasons of nature. It's even more important for you to make sure you get some light, first light and late light, last light when, you know, make sure you go outside and get those last rays of sun and first rays of sun. And if you want to know more about that, there's a really beautiful book that's just come out. It's called Wise Power um, by the, the ladies from Red School and they talk all about using your seasonal nature um, as you enter into your crone and crone years. Mm. Oh, Wise Power, Red School. Yeah, I've, I've definitely slowed down I mean I'm Aries right I've got Aries all over my chart I'm a life path one that's a lot of fire that's a lot of dynamic energy and like cardio suits me that's better. a lot when you're also an empathy uh, yeah 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 oh god tell me about it but cardio is better to me than yoga because yoga is a bit too slow <laughs> so I do need that kind of like I'm a Ferrari, right? So I need Ferrari revving at times. <laughs> but um, so it's all horses for courses when we understand ourselves. But over the last um, year, probably, I've tried to slow down a little bit um, because, you know, I'm going to be 50 next year. Not that I'm going to put my slippers on <laughs> and that energy, <laughs> but, you know, it is, it is slower. And when people ask me to do some bigger things which um maybe back to back which I used to do I might I'm more mindful now of when I do these things which are quite important so it's been a lovely to talk to you um where can we find you uh, well I it's been amazing to talk to you too thank you for letting me share this important stuff um so I made it really easy to find me it's just my website, my podcast, it's all just called How to Live Slow. So howtoliveslow.com or search How to Live Slow on my podcast on podcasts or Instagram. Come say hi. <laughs> so, yeah, really, really important message to put into the world and one which I think is just started really to be heard and there's more to come, especially with your 11 energies. <laughs> so much more to come <laughs> which kind of frightens me but thank you for saying that <laughs> I know it's ahead good. of my time yeah it's good it's good no it's important so thanks very much and uh, speak soon thank you so much thanks joe thank you for listening to the bizology soundbites podcast where knowing your numbers increases your numbers if you have enjoyed listening please do let me know by leaving a review And don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. 
You can also download my free guide, Discover Your Life Path Number, at josoli.com. And I would love you to follow me on my social platforms at Bizology. Thank you for listening and until the next episode.